0: times of devotion with the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You're welcome to the inspired by the word times of devotion.
1: Right now we're going to be praying.
0: Still taking prayer points from the time of our fasting. Acts 17. Verse 12. A lot of them became believers, including many Greek who were prominent in the community, men and women of influence. Pray especially for the salvation of leaders in our country. Declare that the word of the Lord is growing and prevailing among the leaders of the nation affecting and influencing their thinking and decision-making such that they will enact laws and policies that are in line with God's plans and purposes for Nigeria, hallelujah. Declare that the unsaved leaders here and believe the gospel and receive it for their salvation, thereby causing them to administrate the affairs of our nations with the fear of God And they are surrounded with the right people, information and advices, who will guide them in making judicious policies, especially in these times, hallelujah. So we're praying for the salvation of the souls of the leaders and they are receiving the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and they are receiving
2: their salvation, hallelujah. And in other words, It's in turn affecting the policies and decisions that they make for the nations, hallelujah.
0: Right now, let's kindly unmute ourselves and begin to pray.
3: La croupe de la vie de la la supremalistic and baroque style the caraba was <laughs> a baroque style and the caraba was 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 a baroque style and Granted, <laughs> <laughs> Saka, I give not know. I I don't know. I you won't invest in the city.
0: Brandos,
3: Brandos, in the
0: Brandos,
3: in the Brandos, and direct to the director of the people of the family become a son of the hand of a shaman. The hand of 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 the
4: hand of the hand of the hand of the hand of the
3: hand of the 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 hand of I am the man of the man of I am the one whos the 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 bush and the other, and the bush and the other. I don't know if you can do this,
4: but you can do this.
3: I don't know if you
4: can do this. I don't know if you can do this. I don't
3: know
4: if Alright,
3: não, ah, então... não posso. O
4: que 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 que
3: que 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 и по базе банка в основном там сейчас 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 I am a a little O que é que você está fazendo? Você está fazendo um de trabalho 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 Ela é uma mulher muito boa. 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 é uma mulher muito boa. Ela 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 é uma mulher the you I am not sure that Ela é uma pessoa
2: Rabusha, 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 Yes, na inoskala Bashata, our nations are growing and prevailing. Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah. The word of God is growing and prevailing in our nations, O oh God. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Yes, the word of God is Amen. and embracing mercy, O God, their thinking, their decisions. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Let ko bra da kabo sta kabaya libra do sakata ya la ba endo fraketos de Villa fraktija o ba la ka sataka lord we thank you hallelujah maka sontoko baya salvation for everyone leader salvation for everyone leader in the name of the lord jesus lika sontoko bra da kabashata basikele busutu ko kata ya Oh, yes, the word of God is affecting and influencing your thinking and your decision making in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, only laws and policies that favors the righteous cause of the gospel we they enact. In the name of our Lord Jesus. sakata yala This was God, the help of God, only to foster the things that God has desired. His perfect will consider our individual nations and countries. In the name of our Lord Jesus, oh lord we thank you hallelujah because they administrate the affairs of our nations of god by the power of the holy ghost hallelujah yes hallelujah the right advisors the right information in the name of the lord jesus thank you precious father Oh, thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for in Jesus' name we pray, amen, glory, 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 hallelujah, thank you, precious Jesus, hallelujah, 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 praise God, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Depending on whatever part of the world you are connected at this time, you are connected from at this time, you are welcome to the inspired by the world, global times of devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to always lead the saints of God in prayer for the nations of the world. Hallelujah. Right now,
0: we're going to be going to the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, esteemed Amarak, for the Rhapsody segment. Thank you so much, Ma. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what joy we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry, everything to God in prayer. It's a privilege to pray and have God answer our prayers. It's a privilege to know that we can change any circumstance of life. Praise God, hallelujah. I'd like to say thank you to Pastor Debbie for leading us to pray for our countries our individual countries and to declare that the will of God is done in our nations. God is walking. He's walking in the nations of the world. And his will is done. And we're pushing and restraining pushing back, restraining every force of evil and advancing the course of the kingdom of God. But doing it with who we are, we're doing with all that we have. We are winning and they are losing. We are rising and they are falling. We are advancing and they are retreating. Praise God. Today is Monday, 17th of May 2021, and the title of today's devotional is Understanding the Spirituality of Life. Romans 8, from verse 5 to 6, if you can hear me, you can follow the screen. The devotional is displayed on the screen. For they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. For they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, life and peace, life and peace, life and peace. If I share on this particular opening scripture, I could share a day on it. In this scripture, you find finance. In this scripture, you find mental health. In this scripture, you find everything about life in all ramification of life. The Lord Jesus had a spirituality that was unmistakable. The word unmistakable means that you cannot miss it. It's very obvious. You know, often we say in this place that if you spend five to 10 minutes with somebody or with certain people, and they could not place you. They were not able to tell that you are a Christian, then your spirituality is mistakable. The Lord Jesus had a spirituality that was unmistakable. He was spiritual, very spiritual. For example, in Matthew 16 and verse 17, even while responding to Peter's answer to a question he Jesus had asked, he dealt with with the spiritual nature of what Peter said. Jesus had asked the disciples, whom do men say I am? Peter answered correctly, and Jesus re- replied, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Peter didn't know that it was God that gave him the revelation. He just spoke as it was in his heart. But Jesus immediately addressed the spirituality of his answer. He let Peter know that his answer didn't come to him by his flesh or senses. It wasn't from his study. Also, consider how he taught his disciples to pray in Matthew 6 and verse 9. When he gave them a format for prayer, he said, our father which art in heaven. He talked about the father in heaven. The spirituality of his communication is so inspiring. Even at his arrest, he said to the soldiers and the priests who came to arrest him, This is your hour and the power of darkness. Luke 22, 53. That's where you find it. He let them know that, he let them know what power was behind their actions, the power of darkness. He dealt with the spirituality of every subject. He dealt with the spirituality of every subject. You know, you're having certain communication and conversations with certain people. You say, in this matter, please leave, leave the Bible out of it, leave spirituality out of it. There is nothing that exists in this world that, does not ha- that is not connected spiritually because everything that exists were, were made out of non-existing material. By the spirit of God, everything that exists was spoken into being so there is no such a thing as leave the spiritual out of this or leave the bible out of this he dealt with the spirituality of every subject this is how he wants us to live this is how he wants us to live this is how he wants us to live my brothers and my sister's life is spiritual there are those who want to get married there's nothing spiritual about that decision When you want a job, you remember that you have a spiritual leader, you go for prayers, you go for counsel, you go for guidance. When you have issues at home, maybe mommy is not feeling well or daddy is not well. At that point, you are looking for counsel. At that point, you are looking for prayers. How come when you are ready to make a decision of who to marry, you are not looking for somebody to pray with you? To be sure that it is God's will for you. You are not asking for spiritual guidance, yet it is the most important decision that you have to make in life after salvation. So important that it can alter the course of your destiny. It can determine if you fulfill your destiny or not. Are you aware? And I'm saying this and I'm quoting Pastor Chris. If you marry the one that God did not plan for you, You may have a beautiful marriage. You can actually have a beauty. Um, um, Marrying the wrong person doesn't mean you will not have a beautiful marriage. Because see, um, unbelievers have beautiful marriage. The principles of life, the the principles of relationships are like the principles of life in every area of life. So you can make it work. It takes two to tango. You can make it work if you want to make it work. But the thing about marrying the wrong person is that you have set yourself on the trajectory of a wrong destiny. That means you will never fulfill your destiny with that person. It's like God telling you to go to America and you end up in London. When you stand before him, you will give account for the American trip. You will give account for living in America, not living in London. No matter how beautiful your life was while in London, you will not give account of being in London. And this is my warning to those of you who are very quick to want to run out of your nation, be sure that God is sending you. Even you say, ah, boy, school I want to go to. Be sure that that school is approved of God. Don't find yourself in a place where God did not send you to because he will not be with you. This is how he wants us to live. There are some who think that being spiritual is excessive. But to live or do things any other way is death. But to live or do things any other way is death. To make decisions outside of the spiritual is death. To marry outside of the spiritual is death. When Adam sinned, the Bible recorded that he died. Yet we could see him, he was alive physically. His life ended with God. And if you, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you read the story of Adam versus Jesus, we discover that Adam was 33 years old when he died that spiritual death. And Jesus came, he lived when he was 33 years old, he died spiritually so that he might pay and he might, you know, what Adam lost. He gave us that life and much more. When? Sorry. Boom, 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 boom. Just a minute. Bakusa kararabashandal akaba isi kiri brundolo kubo sakaba isi lebara dakaba Today is seventeen. Yes. When you are motivated to do something, always consider whether your motivation is coming from God, from the flesh or even Satan. You can tell by the spirit and through the word. Understanding the spirituality of life is where the victory really is. Victory in life really is. Understanding the spirituality of life is where the victory in life really is. That's where life's purpose actually resides. I hope that somebody here who's talking about finding and fulfilling purpose can hear this. That's where life's purpose actually resides. You cannot fulfill purpose outside of the spiritual. You've got to connect your life with that which is spiritual. Whether or not you realize it, you came from the spirit. God made you and God is a spirit. So your origin is spiritual. Therefore, always be spiritually minded. Walk wisely. The Bible tells us to walk in the spirit, Galatians 5 and verse 16. Your consciousness should be spiritual. Think like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. Practice his way of thinking. But you can't do that except you meditate on the scriptures. The word shows you what spiritual things are and delivers them to you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The spirituality of life life is spiritual it's a message i'll see if i can share it life is spiritual life is spiritual i don't know why god is talking about marriage today but there's somebody here you're about to make a wrong marriage decision and you know you are not being deceived you know the signs are there that this is not the person I've been a leader for many years and in this journey at different times, I've had different people get married under my leadership. I've led married people through the years. And there are, we've had amazing marriages, beautiful marriages that we are proud of, that we celebrate. But those marriages, we know that they did not jump the steps. We know that they, they, they worked with us as leaders to ensure that they were making the right decision. We prayed about them. We sought the face of God. We checked that they aligned with the word of God because God will not give you a word that does not align with the written word. God will not give you a spoken word that does not align with the written word. It is the reason the Bible was documented for us. So you can always search the scriptures. Why did we know that Jesus was Messiah? Because the scriptures testified of him. He said, the scriptures, for in them, for they are, they are they they which testify of me. There is no issue in life you want to deal with that you will not find a scripture that testifies of it, whether it be true or whether it be wrong. You say, oh, in this church, how do I know that my man of God is genuine? The scriptures can tell you. This relationship that I'm in, how do I know it is God's will? The scriptures can tell you. You see, um, I'm dealing with an issue at the moment where um, it's a very young marriage, but from the first few weeks of the marriage, one of the partners wanted to end it. But I wasn't surprised because before the marriage, several things happened. And at some point when I sat down with the, with, with the partner who wanted to end it, I said, if you were my sibling, I would tell you to end it now, don't go into the marriage. But you see, you have members who, um, when you talk, they want to think what they want to think. So you have learned as a leader to be bold, to say that which God asked me to say, you don't have to like me for it. You can call me names, you can hate me. I've had those who will say that, oh, because sister Maka is not married, she doesn't want us to marry. Please marry, by all means marry. There is no one that I have guided into marriage that we followed the steps that made the wrong decision. And all the ones that refuse guidance today were settling issues and were having prayer points. And I'm talking to sisters as well as brothers alike because there are some sisters from hell. I know what I'm saying. There are are some sisters from hell. Pastor Chris, we say, if you married a sister or a brother from hell, it meant that you yourself were journeying towards hell. Because there's a direction to hell and there's a direction to heaven. And that is why I always tell people who come to me that they want to marry. I don't even discuss marriage. The first thing I want to know is that they are on the path to the journey of life that God has set them in. Because if you have not found purpose and you are joining in the path of purpose, you can never marry the right person because you are not even in your path. You are on the wrong path already. You cannot find the right person on the wrong path. Today is not a marriage seminar. But you know yourself and you can hear me very well. I don't want to call your name because I know your name by the spirit. And it's not one person I'm talking about. There are quite some of you here. Don't make that mistake. Don't mess up your life. Why? in the last days, we only have a short time. If you're going to marry, you can as well enjoy the marriage, even if it lasts for three months. So relax. God loves you enough. He planned a husband for you. He planned a wife for you. He's got you covered. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Nothing bad comes from God. So don't worry. He would exceed your expectation. Yes, you know, you have those expectations of who you want to marry. But you know, I used to tell people, I say, um, when you are making your list and you say you want to marry this person, I'll marry someone who is a giver, someone who has a fear of God, someone who would love my family. Please, please, please ensure that you are working on those things too in your your spirit and in your personality. Because the person who you want to marry wants it the husband you want to marry wants a wife who will take care of his mom, like her mom, not the wife that will be fighting with the mom. You will not be doing prayer points, your mother-in-law, your mother-in-law. If it were your mother, would we be doing prayer points? The woman you want to marry also wants you to be a giver. Women are looking for men who will give them everything. Are you a giver? Are you someone who can spend your last on somebody else? I'm not talking about on, 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 give, for, on giving in church. When they say, come on, let us give sacrificially. You know, many people, it's easy to give in church. But when it comes to giving to the other person, see, the Bible says God so loved that he gave. Who did he love? Man. Who did he give for? Man. If, you are, if, you, if all you're giving is to God, you don't understand love. Because man is the object of God's love. If you have not learned to give to man, you have not understood the concept of love. Go and listen to Love Dimensions again. I, I I mentioned it a few days ago. Well, I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy at this moment. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. God bless you.
5: Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka. Thank you so much, Ma. Um. Thank you for this opportunity. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are connecting from. Um, I'm going to be taking the further study, praise God. We're reading from 1 Corinthians 2, 12 to 15. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words, which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet, He himself is judged of no man, praise God. Reading from Romans 8, 12 to 14. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We're going to be taking the confession together. It's on the screen. Praise the Lord. So you don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. I'm spiritually minded. I have my attention on the unseen realities of the kingdom through the word of God. I live by the word. and respond to issues and situations on the basis of god's word therefore i live the life of righteousness with peace of prosperity praise the lord hallelujah thank you so much esteemed sister Maka, for this opportunity and thank you so much ma for today's message thank you so much ma for all the admonitions praise the lord um right now i would like to hand over to for the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a testimony-filled day. Thank you.
4: Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this amazing platform. Congratulations to everyone that has been consistent with the one-year Bible reading plan. Uh, Today, we're reading the book of John, chapter 8, from verse 12 to 30. I'll be sharing it on my screen, and we're reading the message translation. The caption, you are missing God in all this, verse 12. Jesus once again addressed them. 'I I am the world's light. No one follows me, stumbles around in the darkness. I provide plenty of light to live in. The Pharisees objected. All we have is your word on this. We need more than this to go on. Jesus replied, You are right that you only have my word, but you can depend on it being true. I know where I've come from and where I go next. You don't know where I'm from or where I'm headed. You decide according to what you see and touch. I don't make judgments like that. But even if I did, my judgment would be true because I would not make it out of the narrowness of my experience, but in the largeness of the one who sent me, the Father. That fulfills the conditions set down in God's law, that you can count on the testimony of two witnesses. And that is what you have. You have my word, and you have the word of the Father who sent me. They said, where is this so-called Father of yours? Jesus answered, You are looking right at me and you don't see me. How do you expect to see the father? If you knew me, you would at the same time know the father. He gave this speech in the treasury while teaching in the temple. No one arrested him because his time wasn't yet up. Then he went over the same ground again. I am leaving and you are going to look for me but you are missing God in this and are headed for a dead end. There is no way you can come with me. The Jews said, so is he going to kill himself? Is that what he means by you can't come with me? Jesus said, you are tied down to the mundane. I'm in touch with what is beyond your horizons. You believe in terms of what you see and touch. I am living on other terms. I told you that you are missing God in all this. You are at a dead end. If you won't believe I am what I who I say I am, you are at a dead end of sins. You are missing God in your lives. They said to him, "Just who are you, anyway?" Jesus said, "What I've said from the start. I have so many things to say that concern you." Judgments to make that affect you, but if you if you don't accept the trustworthiness of the one who commanded my words and acts, none of it matters. That is who you are questioning, not me, though, but the one who sent me. They still didn't get it; didn't realize that he was referring to the Father. So Jesus tried again. When you rea- when you raise up the Son of Man then you will know who I am. That I am not making this up, but speaking only what the Father taught me. The one who sent me stays with me. He doesn't abandon me. He sees how much joy I take in pleasing him. But when he puts it in these terms, many people decide to believe. I mean, the Lord bears the reading of his word in our hearts. Or may we go out walking by faith and not by sight, being spiritually minded. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day, everyone. I hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. God bless you all.
6: Thank you very much, Brother Z. And um, warm greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading plan. Um, we're now in the book of First Kings, chapter twenty, and we're reading twenty and twenty-one today.
1: Okay. Um I'm about to share my screen right now. I'm finding it
6: difficult to share my screen again. Okay, maybe uh, someone else help me share. I'm finding it difficult to share my... Okay,
1: I'll share. Okay, thank you, Mark.
6: Okay, Okay. good. Um, from verse 1. At about this same time, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mustered his troops. He recruited in addition 32 local sheikhs, sheikhs all outfitted with horses and chariots. He set out in force and surrounded Samaria, ready to make war sent an envoy into the city to set his terms before Ahab, king of Israel. Ben-Hadad lays claim to your silver and gold and to to the peak of your wives and sons. King of Israel accepted the terms. As you say, distinguished Lord, I and everything I have is yours. But then the envoy returned the second time, saying, On the second thought, I want it all, your silver and gold and all your wives and sons, hand them over, the whole works. I'll give you twenty-four hours, then my servants will arrive to search your palace and the houses of your officials and loot them. Anything that strikes their fancy, they will take. The king of Israel called a meeting of all his tribal elders. He said, look at this, outrage! he's just looking for trouble. He means to clean me out, demanding all my women and children. And after I already agreed to pay him off, and some elders backed by the people who said, "Don't cave in to him. Don't give him an inch." So he sent an envoy to Bernard, tell my distinguished lord, "I agreed to the terms you delivered the first time, but this I can't do. This I won't do." The envoy went by, went back, and delivered the answer. Benhadad shot back his response. May the gods do their worst to me, and then worse again. If there will be anything left of Samaria, but Rob, the king of Israel, counter. Think about it. It's easier to start a fight than to end one. It happened that when Benhadad heard his retort, heard this, heard this retort, he was into some heavy drinking, boozing it up with his shakes. In their field shelters, drunkenly ordered his henchmen, go after them, and they attacked the city. Just then, a lone prophet approached Ahab, king of Israel, and said, God's word, have you taken a good look at this mob? Well, look again, I'm turning it over to you this very day, and you will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I am God. Ahab said, really? And who is going to make this happen? God said, the young commandos of these regional chiefs. And who, said Ahab, will strike the first blow? God said, you. Ahab looked over the commandos of the regional chiefs. He counted 232. Then he assessed the available troops, 7,000. At noon, they set out after ben Haddad, who, with his allies, with 32 sheikhs, was busy at serious drinking in the field shelters. The commandos of the regional chiefs made up the vanguard. A report was brought to ben Haddad. Men are on their way from Samaria. He said, if they've come in peace, take them alive as hostages. If they've come to fight the same, take them alive as hostages. The commandos poured out of the city with the full army behind them. They hit hard in hand-to-hand combat. The Arameans cut hard from the field, with Israel hard on their heels. But Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, got away on horseback along with his cavalry. The king of Israel cut down both horses and chariots and enormous defeat for Aram. Sometime, sometime later, the prophet came to the king of Israel and said, on the alert now, build up your army, assess your capabilities and see what has to be done. Before the year is out, the king of Aram will be back in force. Meanwhile, the advisors to the king of Aram said, their God is a God of the mountains. We don't stand a chance against them there. So let's engage them on the plain where we will have the advantage. Here's the strategy. Remove each shake from his place of leadership and replace him with a seasoned officer. They recruit a fighting force equivalent in size to the army that deserted early, Horse for horse, chariot for chariot, and will fight them on the plain. We are sure to prove stronger than they are. It sounded good to the king He did what they advised. As the new year approached, Ben-Hadad rallied around and they went up to affect to make war on Israel. The Israelite army prepared to fight and took the field to meet Aram. They moved into battle formation before Aram in two camps. Like two flocks of goats, (laughs) the plain was sitting with Arameans. Just then, a holy man approached the king of Israel, saying, This is God's word. Because Aram said, God is a God of the mountains and not a God of the valleys, I will hand over this huge mob of an army to you. Then you will know that I am God. The two armies were poised in a standoff for seven days. On the seventh day, fighting broke out. The Israelites killed hundred thousand of the Aramean infantry in one day. The rest of the army ran for their lives back to the city. Afik, only to back to the city. Africa, only to have the city wall fall on 27,000 of the survivors. Then hmm. that escaped into the city and hid in a closet. Then his advice was told him, look, we've heard that the kings of Israel play by the rules. Let's dress in old gunny sacks, carry a white flag of truce, and present ourselves to the king of Israel <laughs> on the chance that he will let you. So that's what they did they dressed in old gunnish sacks and carried the white flag and came to the king of Israel saying, your, your servant Ben-Hadad said, please let me be. Ahab said, you mean to tell me that he's still alive? If he's alive, he's my brother. The men took this as a good sign and concluded that everything was going to be all right. Ben-Hadad is most certainly your brother. The king said, go and get him. He went and brought him back by chariots. Ahab said, I am prepared to return the cities that my father took from your father and you can set up your headquarters in Damascus just as my father did in Samaria. I'll send you home under safe conduct and he made a covenant with him and sent him off. A man who was one of the prophets said to a bystander, hit me, wound me, do it for God's sake. It is his command, hit me, wound me but the man wouldn't do it. So he told him, because you wouldn't obey God's orders, as soon as you leave me, the lion will attack you. No sooner had the man left his side than the lion met him and attacked. Then found another man and said, hit me, wound me. The man did it, hit him hard in his face, drawing blood. And the prophet went and took a position along the road with a bandage over his eyes, waiting for the king. It wasn't long before the king happened by. The man cried out to the king. Your servant was in the thick of the battle when a man showed up and turned over a prisoner, saying, guard this man with your life. If he turns up missing, you will pay daily. But I got busy doing one thing after another, and the next time I looked, he was gone. The king of Israel said, you've just pronounced your own verdict." At that, the man ripped the bandage off his eyes, and the king recognized who he was. One of the prophets, the man said to the king, God's word, because you let a man go who was under sentence by God, it is now your life for his, your people for his. The king of Israel went home in a sock. He arrived in Samaria in a very bad mood. Wow. Move over to chapter 21. Okay, I read from verse one, and then to top it off, came this. Neboth the Jezreelites, owned a vineyard in Jezreel that bordered the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. One day, Ahab spoke to Neboth, saying, "Give me your vineyard, so I can use it as a kitchen garden. It is right next to my house, so convenient. In exchange, I will give you a far better vineyard." (laughs) Or if you'd prefer, I'll pay you money for it. But Nebuchadnezzar told Ahab, not on your life. So help me God, I'll never sell the family farm to you. Ahab went home in a black mood, sucking over Nebuchadnezzar's words. I'll never turn over my family inheritance to you. He went to bed, stuffed his face in a pillow and refused to eat. Jezebel, his wife, came to him. She said, what's going on? Are you so out of sorts and refusing to eat, told her, because I spoke to Naboth, the Jesuit. I said, give me your vineyard. I'll pay you for it. Or if you'd rather, I'll give you another vineyard in exchange. And he said, I'll never give you my vineyard. Jezebel said, is this any way for a king to, of Israel to act? Aren't you the boss? On your feet, eat, share up. I'll take care of this. I'll get the vineyard of this neighbor to the Jesuit, for you. She wrote letters over Ahab, Ahab's signature, stamp them with his official seal and send them to the elders in neighborhood city and to the civic, civic leaders. She wrote, call for a fast day and put neighbors at the head tip. Then sit a couple of stool pigeons across from him who in front of everybody will say, you, you blaspheme God and the king. Then they will throw him out and stone him to death. And they did it. The men of the city, elders and civic leaders, followed Jezebel's instructions that she wrote in the letter sent to them. They called for a fast day and seated neighbors at the head table. And they brought in two stool pigeons and seated them opposite neighbors. In front of everybody, two degenerates accused him. They blasphemed God and the king. The company threw him out of the streets, stoned him mercilessly, and died. When Jezebel got word and Naboth had been stoned to death, she told Ahab, Go for it, Ahab. Take the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelites, for your own. The vineyard he refused to sell you. Naboth is no more. Naboth is dead. The minute Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, he set out for the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelites, and claimed it for his own. Then God stepped in and spoke to Elijah the Tishbite. On your feet, go down and confront Ahab of Samaria, king of Israel. You will find him in the vineyard of Naboth. He has gone there to claim it as his own. Say this to mm. him, God's word. What's going on here? First murder, then theft, then tell him God's verdict. The very spot where the dogs lapped up Naboth's blood, he will lap up your blood. That's right, your blood. Ahab answered Elijah, my enemy. So you've run me down. Yes, I found you out, said Elijah. And because you have brought, you have brought into the business of evil, defying God, I'll most certainly bring doom upon you. Make meat of your descendants. Kill off every solid male wretch who's even remotely connected with the name Ahab. And I'll bring down on you the same fate that fell on Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and Basha, son of Ahijah. You've made me that angry by making Israel sin. As for Jezebel, God said, dogs will fight over the flesh of Jezebel, all over Jezreel. Anyone tainted by Ahab, who dies in the city, will be, a, will be eaten by stray dogs. Corpses in the country will be eaten by carrion crowds. Verse 25. Ahab pushed it by his wife, Jezebel, and in open defiance of God, set an all-time record in making big business of evil. He indulged in outrageous obscenities in the world of idols, copying the Amorites whom God had earlier kicked out of Israel territory. When Ahab heard what Elijah had to say, he ripped his clothes to shred, dressed in penitential rough bollop, and fasted. He even slept in coarse bollop pajamas it tiptoed around quiet as a mouse. Then God spoke to Elijah, the Tishbite. "Do you see how penitently submissive Ahab has become to me? Because of his repentance, I will not bring the doom during his lifetime. Ahab's son though will get it." You know, I'll hand over to Timbre Martins now, for this um, verse of the scripture I spoke so much to me. Thank You very much, Rosie.
7: Thank you so much, John. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this moment. I'll first say a very big thank you to the Stan Stima for this, this is a of opportunity. Right now, we're going into our formations. We'll start our formation by taking our names. My name is you see your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the name of the Christ. And next paragraph, I your name i granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name, face my love of more and more in the At this time, I'll kindly ask you to please unmute your minds as you take our permission. Three, one, two, three. three. Three.
3: A minha
4: mãe, eu
3: não sei se ela fazer Thank my yeah, yeah. Going to just I mean, I'm the, 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 the you and 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 the you so the is the is the is the is the of the Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
7: I know the
3: greatness of His power.
7: To Praise the Lord. Okay, We're going straight into the communion segments. Now, text this from First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. The Lord Jesus the same night, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which He was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for me, for you. Please do remembrance for me. Father, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the bread of life, the bread that came down from heaven, for the body of Christ that was broken for us. We declare the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we break this bread and go for this day. We go in the name of the Lord Jesus, conquering and to conquer, winning, reigning, ruling, dominating. Thank you, Father, for that grace which you have lavishly before upon us. It's very evident in our life. Thank you for the favor that abounds, for your wisdom is propelled from us to the world. And when men see us, they take notes that we sure think these ones have been with the Lord. They see us, they see the glory of God. We give you grace, we worship you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, go ahead and break the bread
1: and eat
7: it. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped, saying, This cup is in the New Testament, in my blood. These do you as often as you drink it in the branch of me, or as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup. We do show the lost death when he
1: comes. When he stood on that cross, nailed on both hands and feet, he said, It is finished. It is finished. It is finished.
7: The pains are gone. The sorrow is gone. Weeping that was before now has turned to rejoicing this morning. And from this day, you will rejoice evermore. Even as the Bible says, rejoice evermore. And I say unto you rejoice. Yes, there is laughter. The laughter of the King in your mouth. And as you go forth this day, the laughter will not cease. The joy will not diminish. It is ever new, ever fresh, ever increasing. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of grace, and full of gladness. Go forth and shine. Go forth and win. It's the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Go ahead and take the cup. Oh, she can run the clothes. I'm the of I'll go say, because the us here. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. At this point, I will kindly hand over to the extent that I to truth in
0: Thank you so much for have a wonderful day thank you so much esteemed brother martins thank you brother Du, brother john sister joy and pastor deborah thank you for blessing us today as every other day and um i'm excited to say that today's um we're four months four months into this today we started on the 17th of january 2021. Today is 17th to me. So we've done this for seven months for four months consecutively, you know, not missing one day out of it. So congratulations, everybody. Glory. Congratulations. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then today is somebody's special's birthday. Somebody's birthday. And he's very special to us, brother John. Brother John, daily takes the Old Testament Bible reading for us on a daily basis since we started. And it's been beautiful. Brother John, we love you. We are grateful to God for the gifts of you. We're glad to have you in our midst and we're glad that you're part of this team. Thank you as a co-host, as a brother, as a friend. You have been amazing through the years and very inspiring too. Thank you for being consistent in your spiritual work and your love for people, you know, in wanting to see them become all that they should be. And in this new year, we pray for you collectively that you will see the goodness of the Lord more than ever before. Amen. You experience this, you witness it, and you'll Amen. be a partaker of it. And you would speak and men would listen. You will call and millions would answer. In this new year, your relevance in the kingdom, in the ministry increases. Your relevance in the house of God increases. In this new year, your wealth abounds and it increases. In the name of the Lord Jesus, all that you have desired, God exceeds your expectations in this new year. And when you stand before Christ, you would gladly say that you did all that you were called to do in jesus name we love you so much we appreciate you and we celebrate you today as always god bless you please everybody kindly unmute and say happy birthday to brother john and then we'll share the benediction
3: be birthday! Oh, bad- bad- but you. We like, love you. Be ready, be ready. I love- I love
0: you. you. Hallelujah, happy Brother John, Christmas you Christmas. them all, Christmas. happy birthday, we all love you and we are grateful to God to have you as a part of this family, it would not have been complete without you, everyone here that, the, that is with us are here because God chose them and we are glad that God chose you to be one of our co-hosts and to lead us daily, you know, hearing your voice every day with the Old Testament Bible reading plan. Is a blessing, it's a blessing, you know, congratulations and welcome to a new dispensation of grace for your life, for your ministry, for your calling and for your purpose, praise God, hallelujah. Let's unmute us to share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord of God. The sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. With us now and tomorrow, and And surely, goodness and blessing
3: will be the Lord. The of our lives. ever and in the house of the Lord. Ever, Amen. Dear yeah, brethren. My my city. My city. to city.